Hey there, hi there, ho there, and gracious good morning to you. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour Podcast, where we discuss the joy and excitement and feel about women's athletics. And as my old uncle Ernie would have said, there's been a lot of water going underneath that bridge in the past weeks, son. And there certainly has. Some great things to talk about, and we have a full boat on board today. That's right. We got five of a kind here. Right? That's just, you don't get that very often. Only uh, when you cheat. So, oh, only when you cheat, or th- if you have wild cards case. You can do it with wild cards, but uh, especially if you're playing baseball or something stupid like that. But Anyway, uh, we are going to have some fun talks about basketball. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about softball. Uh, lacrosse, anything else that the guys and the gals want to bring on board, we'll discuss it. So, let's, like we do, usually do, let's go ahead and do our introductions and kind of catch up with the crew here. Uh, got Daryl with us today. We'll start with Daryl. Daryl, uh, we had fun out there Thursday night and saw a win, and uh, you've got Lulu with you today. So, what's going on, girl? Yeah, good morning, guys. Um, Jeff, or uh, Polly, I couldn't help but to kind of think about when you said a bunch of water going under the bridge and talking about being in a boat. I don't know. That semi hanging off second street yesterday. Oh, same place. Kind of crazy. Went to the exact same spot. Yeah. I didn't know if that was kind of like on purpose, Paul, or <laughs> miss that story. it was unique. <laughs> yeah. That was wild, but apparently everything uh, ended well. So good for that situation. Um, but I'm good. Uh, Lulu is excited. We're both home today and we could, play with her all day and um yeah just trying to get some stuff done around the house well sometimes you got to take the time and do it yeah it's all about uh, cohabiting yeah uh got case with us as well case uh, did this morning's article at cardinal couple i highly recommend everybody jump over there and and read such uh case uh, what's going on with you man not much yeah i somehow i think that i missed the semi like being there whenever i left work yesterday i went to lunch early with a with a buddy and there was a one of the news uh crews vehicles was right outside of our office and somebody was talking to our receptionist so i don't know if they were trying to get to our roof so that they could get a better vantage point but i didn't see it <laughs> despite the fact i would have driven where i should have seen it um not sure but then i got home and after the lunch and they were celebrating having gotten her out safely I don't know. Does anybody know if they got the semi? Yep, they, they got they it up last it? night. I, it had to be because it was a refrigerated truck that that cab didn't end up in the river. But that's, I think, the most amazing part of it all. Uh, I well, was, I saw the the brand on the semi. I was like, that's food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were like, do you think that it was because the uh, because it's not told? I was like, no, it's a refrigerated. It's local traffic. <laughs> Take food to restaurants. What are you talking about? Anyway. Not Everybody nice. just unloaded the back, just walked down the Yum Center, and we're going to have that for dinner the next yeah. game. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to talk about how many times they asked the fire chief questions that obviously he wouldn't have the answer to, that he had to keep referring them to LMPD and KYTC. But either way, um, super. Like, what did they have the most stock that, of uh, on this truck? Yeah, I don't know. What what do you think happened? He's like, I don't know. We I just told you that it took forty five to fifty minutes before, like, before we were able to get her out. So why, why would I know what happened with the crash? Like I don't. We're not yeah, there, we were all though. right there. We were all right there. We watched it. We saw it happen. It all goes back to our childhood case. Always trust the fireman, and you can ask him questions. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway. A lot of times he doesn't know shit, but that's fine. He knew a lot about the rescue operation, which is good, because he's the one that implemented it. Yeah, that would be pretty important there. (laughs) Yeah. He would be like, I don't know, go ask EMS. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just here to put out a fire if one happens. See my big truck? It's red. (laughs) That's what happened with me. Otherwise, it was a pretty standard week. Good, good, good. Got Jeff on board. Jeff has been having battles with his laptop and computers and such. And who's winning, Jeff? What's the scores? We're going to the eighth. Uh, I, I think we're at Deuce uh, before uh, the final showdown here. Uh, I'm, I'm still fighting it, uh, but I think maybe it might work here in a little bit, but I don't know. <laughs> Big fan of I, all, metaphors. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, all I know is... <laughs> it's Deuce. Yeah. 
says, well, we got a cliffhanger there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all I know is I should be getting my new one in the next couple of weeks, and I'm really, really excited for that because hopefully a lot of this crap will cease to be an issue at that point. Now, you tend to order these, I think, uh, online and such, right? You don't go to your... Like your local uh, or something like that. And, I, I've I've done different things. I have uh, two laptops that I use right now that were one was actually one that it was originally a work laptop, but when they laid me off, they said, "Yeah, keep it." It's like, all right. Uh, and then another that I had bought that is actually very similar to the one that was the work laptop that I and I bought it at the same time that I started that job, so they're very similar, very vin, uh, similar like vintage. Uh, but they're both getting pretty long in the tooth now. So the new one I bought is uh, it's, it's coming from a company called Framework that does like this modular, repairable, user replaceable, you, you know, user upgradable laptop design. That's really really cool, and I'm really supportive of the the idea of it beyond just the laptop itself. The uh, the idea of reducing e waste, the idea of making an upgradable laptop that you don't have to like just toss out an old one and and get a new one and stuff like that over the years. So, you know, potentially the last last laptop I ever buy, you know, if this company succeeds in, in its goal. So I'm excited for it. And, and it's going to be much, much newer, more powerful, faster, fancy schmancy stuff going on. So, yeah. Let's make sure and send them a, a bill for $25 for that advertisement. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sending them plenty <laughs> of money as it is, so... <laughs> User testimonial is what that was. That's all it was. Yes, there yeah. was the unsolicited, I might add, as well, too. So there you go. If you're looking for a laptop, laptop, excuse me, call Jeff. He'll set you up. Okay. So we've got Jared in the house with us. Jared and I, of course, uh, we're at the game with Daryl. A wonderful win on Thursday night. And he's been uh, tracking some of the other sports going on around here. We had a great talk with the uh, with uh, Kennedy after the game who was filling us in on some lacrosse news and stuff like that. Jared, what's up, man? Uh, not much. Uh, plenty of men's sports going on this weekend for me, but all the women's sports are on the road, so I won't be making it out to Ulmer until next weekend, and I won't make it out to Louisville Lacrosse Stadium until next weekend. So doing the guys thing for a while. Okay. We don't put any restrictions on him, folks. We let him... Uh, <laughs> Cross the word of the line. Well, one of the men's teams this weekend has a good shot at winning, and the other men's team does not have a good shot at winning. I'll let you <laughs> guess which is which. <laughs> Kenny Payne wouldn't be involved in this scenario anywhere, would he? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had some fun discussions about Kenny Payne, too, the other night. But, uh, all right, so kind of as, as we like to do as well, uh, give you a little a bit of my situation as well too uh doing really well uh felt pretty good i was out to thursday night at the game i overdid it probably a little bit from a walking standpoint uh, i'm not quite up to getting in the ground covered that i did and as a result after the game we were in the post game uh press conference with the, the players and walls uh, when I when I went to stand up when it was done my leg simply said uh-uh I don't think so and uh, kind of dropped to my knees there but uh, helpful Jared uh, got me back up and I was able to kind of walk it out it's just they've told me you know it's gonna take some time to get yourself back to where you were I pushed the button a little bit and uh, unfortunately that happened but uh, props to Jared for helping me out there and uh, I'm feeling great today so all is good and well. Uh, also, let's go ahead and do a little scheduling and Twitter information, too, or X information, if you will. While we're on here, uh, who do I want to do it this week? I got Case here. I got Jared here. This is a tough one. Hmm. Uh, let's go with Case. Case, we're going to give you the shot. All right. I just pulled it up at the, in the nick of time, then. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a busy day today, uh, as it always is, as, as we say when we're in the crossover, um, either in the fall heading into winter or the winter heading into spring. Swimming is at Notre Dame for the Notre Dame Last Chance event. Um, some swimmers that haven't put up A and B and C cut times trying to get qualified for 
NCAA events. Uh, that preliminaries got underway at 10 o'clock. Um, finals will start at 5 p.m. Um, no scoring really important for meets like these. These are all about individual swims and team swims that are trying to set good times. So uh, best of luck to everybody trying to get on the board there. Lacrosse, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, they're playing today starting right at noon. Uh, they are on the road at, at Pittsburgh. Um, second game for both in the ACC. Uh, neither team off to a super hot start. Uh, Louisville's offense has been a little better than Pittsburgh's. Um, Pittsburgh, I think, with their one win or two wins uh, over teams that, uh, if they played each other, might manage to score a total of 10 goals. I don't know. Um, and you could probably flip a coin to see who, who would win. It was Duquesne and Detroit Mercy. Um, that one will start at noon. Uh, baseball is hosting Youngstown State. Uh, second game in that series at 1 p.m. today. Softball plays two, just like they did yesterday. First game at 1.30 uh, against Georgia Southern. Second game at 4 p.m. or I guess 20 minutes after the end of the Georgia Southern game. Uh, against USF. Uh, rematch there. That one will be on ESPN Plus as USF are the hosts. Uh, men's basketball. Tonight at 8 p.m., uh, they're taking on Syracuse in the Yum Center. That one will be on ACC Network. Tomorrow, men's tennis taking on Central Michigan, also in Tampa. Or, sorry. <laughs> men's tennis is listed first on the calendar, but then when I opened it, softball's first. Weird. Softball is taking on Central Michigan in Tampa, which makes way more sense. Uh, that one starts at 9.30, so another early start for the guards there. Men's tennis is taking on Miami in the Bass Road Tennis Center at noon. Women's tennis is... In Raleigh, they'll play NC State starting at noon. Baseball wraps up against Youngstown State at 1. Women's basketball with their regular season finale against number 17 Notre Dame in South Bend at 2 p.m. on ESPN tomorrow. Uh, men's tennis will also host Eastern Kentucky tomorrow afternoon. Monday's an off day for everybody. Tuesday, men's basketball taking on Virginia Tech in the M Center at 7 on ESPNU. Before that, um, baseball will host Moorhead State in Jim Patterson at 3, and softball will host Arizona uh, in Ulmer at 5.30. So, lucky for Arizona that the weather is going to turn a little bit again over the weekend, <laughs> and it won't be 50 when they when they come play here. But uh, unfortunate for Louisville to lose the, the advantage there. Um, Wednesday, the women's basketball uh, ACC championship begins. Um, Louisville will not play on Wednesday. I think that is mathematically guaranteed. Um, they are hoping to not play on Thursday, um, but the next couple of, or the next, yeah, few days will sort that out. Lacrosse heads up to Cincinnati. They'll take on the Bearcats at noon on Wednesday. Thursday, uh, ACC championship continues. As I mentioned, we'll know about women's basketball. Over the next couple of days, Friday, uh, baseball is hosting Northwestern uh, for the weekend series. Their first game starts at 3. Uh, women's tennis will take on Memphis in Memphis at 3. Volleyball will host Dayton in the first of four spring matches. Uh, that one is at 5 p.m. against uh, the Flyers. Uh, did they already sell out, Jeff? Do you know? Uh, I have no idea. So... Um, I can say with certainty without asking um, I, if, if Jeff got his tickets in the opening window for the oh season yeah. ticket holders. <laughs> yeah, within 30 minutes of them going on sale. Yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I would – I don't know if they have officially sold out, but uh, probably very, very close and probably will before. Yeah. So if you're listening that, to this and yeah. you weren't aware, the, the spring matches this season are ticketed. Um, yes. And you can purchase those without having to go stand in the line to wait. Um, yeah, and I suspect this is as much about crowd control as it is trying to raise to you know get revenue. But yeah, it's uh, unfortunately necessary, I think. Well, especially in this game, or in in this instance in particular. I don't know about the April one, but um, there's going to be increased traffic right in the area where usually there are thousand people trying to get into 
Allen and Federal Credit Union Arena because softball plays Virginia Tech at 6 p.m. Uh, yeah. In Omer. Yeah, it's always challenging when you've got the other events going on on Floyd Street as well. It gets busy. But the other one, the other home match, is I, I, I presume again this year, I haven't double-checked the dates, but uh, that final – volleyball always schedules their final uh, spring match as a home match on the day that there is a, a massive uh, – club volleyball tournament at, at uh, the fairgrounds. Mm. Uh, and I assume that is the case again this year. I have not double-checked the dates. but um, So that could make for a very busy crowd as well. Why do you suppose that that is? Wouldn't they rather be there scouting? Uh, it, well, because a lot of the club teams come over to watch. Ah, it's a recruitment event. This is like a recruitment sort of thing, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so that gets us through... Uh... Through Friday, Saturday is an extremely busy day uh, with track and field indoor championships um, getting started all day. Three Cardinals represented in the NCAA final events there. Women's golf and men's golf both in all-day events as well uh, as rowing kicking off spring training. Uh, the remaining events we'll, we'll cover on next week's show. Uh, as for X, I guess, I, I, I'm going to say tweet still. I tweet us... Uh, Best case scenario, BST case scenario. Polly is at Cardinal Couple. Jeff is at Card Couple Radio and at Jeff McAdams. Jared's at Mr. Anderson. Jared and Daryl is at Daryl Faust Four. So, uh, so Elon can send all his fines straight to Case. Is he fining people <laughs> for calling and tweeting? Dude, I bet he does. Oh well. Good luck with that. Freedom of speech, Elon. <laughs> Isn't that the whole point of your site? Yeah, now? that uh, checks in the mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, does, does Lulu not have a tweet yet? I mean, does she not have it? She's got an Instagram, surely. I would say she, more more likely Instagram. She's yeah. got to have something, Daryl. We're on our way there, but I'm already up to like three or four different Instagram counts. It's getting out of control, guys. Ah, <laughs> oh, the pressure's of parenthood. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to keep the kids off social media as long as possible. Yeah. It'll ruin your life, I can tell you that. I used to be just this country boy who liked Facebook, and now look at me. I'm corrupted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kind of take us back to the Virginia game uh, Sunday contest where I, I think the day before we had all kind of talked about on here, this should be an easy win for us, yada, yada, yada. Well, obviously that plan didn't work. Uh, obviously what we said, didn't translate to the actions upon the court. And uh, although the cards only lost this thing by five points. Uh, didn't uh, feel like it. It didn't. You're right. The, 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 the vibe and the feel there was we just uh, kind of had our butts handed to us. Uh, and it was it was unexpected. It was, it was kind of sad. And it made me kind of wonder, okay, we're doing this kind of stuff with three games left in the season. This, this is not a good way for us to be going into the postseason tournament and the ACC, especially when we're now on this, what is going all the way back to the start of February, a lost win, loss win, loss win, loss cycle. You know, mm -hmm. win one, lose one. It doesn't bode well for you if you're looking to go far in postseason play. Okay? Mm -hmm. You got to put a win streak together here. Uh can we do that? We, you know, we were on the win side now. We beat Florida State. Notre Dame's convincing, right? Notre Dame uh, on yeah. Senior Day in their place. Yeah, uh, yeah it did. But getting back to the Virginia game, the cards just did not look sharp out there. They did not look like a team that really was was too interested. And in, uh, we heard some of them talk about that in the post game after Florida State but uh, yeah this is this was the first loss ever to an unranked ACC opponent in the KFC Yum Center mm. and uh, Sony and I skipped the post game interviews in the media room because I didn't I didn't want to hear I was still kind of under the weather and I didn't want to hear walls kind of you know just go off for 15 minutes and uh, I just wasn't in the mood for it. But uh, thoughts on it? I mean, you know, it's it's, it's a game. We just didn't look like a great team. Jared, uh, you were out there 
snapping folders and uh, getting reaction uh, thoughts. Yeah, you came back for that game and Daryl wasn't there and we lost. So I think that's the, uh, <laughs> the underlying No coincidence. <laughs> no, I, I think, as you mentioned, we all assumed this should be should have been a walk in the park and clearly so did our team. Uh, they didn't come out with normal fire under their belts. Uh, and they didn't really hustle or put forth much effort. And then when they went up by nine there in the fourth quarter after having to rally back, they went on cruise control and they lost. I mean, it's similar to how they lost up at Syracuse. You're up by a decent, decent margin in the fourth quarter, and then you go on cruise control, let the team come back in. Uh, you know, the Syracuse one had a little bit of a different ending. Uh, that was a bit more controversial, but the one against Virginia was just plain and simple. We got lazy and too comfortable as soon as we got that lead. And I have thoughts on it, too. Uh, just, I mean, you look at the box score. It didn't feel at any point that the Cards had any control. They lost the first quarter, lost the second quarter, lost the fourth quarter. They just had that big third quarter, and that was where they were able to get a, a cushion. But Virginia, like, controlled that game the whole time. It was just confusing to uh i was at home watching it um i just didn't know what i was looking at and then um like you said walls was upset in the post game and um i think he said something to the team like congratulations you're the first team to ever win or ever lose back-to-back games at the um center something like that um which is kind of hard to hear i'm sure and but then again on thursday when we go back out there and listen to him talk he pointed at something else out to me that made a lot of sense that these players um some of them had only ever played three ranked teams in their entire careers at their previous programs and what they just did in the month of february was play like six ranked teams in this month they're tired he said that they were tired and i could see that i i really could um you say you want to get your your bad games out in the regular season. And and this could be one of those. And I think that this month of basketball for this program has really um, conditioned them and it could be a potential um, um, good thing. We'll just say it's a good, I could see it being a good thing for them in the postseason because maybe they could get through three, three rounds in the tournament after what they just went through in the month of February. Just a thought. It's, it's, it's a, Good thought, too. You wonder if it can happen. Uh, the, the thing that got me about this game, and we were going into the fourth quarter with a seven-point lead. We hit our first basket. It's up to nine. And then I'm thinking to myself, hey, okay, maybe we can get this thing to double digits here. Maybe we can get the Alexa Mobleys and the, the, the Henny Van Sykes and, and some of the other players that don't see a lot of action out here to get some time. But... Uh, you know what, Virginia Tech had a, had a different plan for us. Uh, Cameron Taylor and company put a 10-to-1 run on us. And all of a sudden, uh, yeah, that, that boat had a lot of holes in the game. Yeah, I think um, the difficult part, you know, Daryl, you said that Louisville never really had control, but or looked like they had control, but they, they trailed by seven entering the third quarter, um, or uh, by six and went down to eight uh, after the first basket there in the, the third quarter, and then flipped that to lead by seven and then nine after their first basket in the fourth quarter. I think they felt and looked solidly in control. The um, toughness has been the biggest thing that Walls has harped on, I think, that we've seen. He's harped on the defense, um, but, but the mental toughness and the ability to just put the pedal down, you saw it against... Uh, Syracuse saw it here against Virginia, saw it against uh, Boston College. There have been times when Louisville's been able to just cruise away, uh, and then other times they just don't. And it was very odd to see, um, you know, Cam Taylor, she fouls like it's her job to foul uh, on defense, which is fascinating. Um, She picked up her fourth foul with five minutes left, and then Louisville just promptly stopped going at her. You know, she's your biggest threat offensively. Uh, she's the one that's keeping Virginia in the game for the most part and, and that you don't have an answer for. And the biggest way to take her out of the game would be to foul her out. And they just didn't didn't go at her. Um, it was weird. It was, it was 
tough to watch the collapse down the stretch. Um, that ten to one run, I think, was like fifteen to three <laughs> or fifteen to one when it was all said and done. You know, you can't do that at home in February to an unranked team and like not even an unranked a five hundred team in the yeah. fourth quarter. I mean, it's not. It was bad. <laughs> it was very bad, and it was weird because after the up and down month that they had had, you know, they went loss win loss. The win against Notre Dame was good. It wasn't terribly convincing. Um, there were a lot of chances to to put that game away more than they did. And then the win against Boston College was lucky, almost. It seemed like they were back on the right track when you look at an 18-point road win against Georgia Tech. And then instead they came home, played Virginia, and lost by five with that fourth quarter. So it was it was very odd. Jared, you were there taking photos and uh, kind of commiserating with me about this thing after it was over. Uh, what happened in this fourth quarter? How do we just all of a sudden, was it fatigue? Was it that they found out that they could do certain things on us? It was, it was puzzling to a lot of fans, myself included, how we could all of a sudden just look like we were learning the game of basketball for, for the first time. Yeah, the more you allow a lesser opponent to stick around in games, the more confidence they build. And they're just going to continue pushing uh, forward, forward with more effort, more hustle, which Virginia did, because they could smell a victory coming. Uh but then UofL just thought, thought got a little lazy and comfortable. Uh, defensively just wasn't there. I thought rebounding was pretty poor. Uh, those were some things that were addressed going into Florida State and worked out well. But against Virginia, it's just, I mean, you can't ever get too comfortable at any point in the game until that final buzzer hits. And I think that's ultimately what happened in this game. And then, you know, Jeff, one thing that's maybe a dependable here is we know we're usually going to get a very good effort out of Nyla Harris. Uh, she did that against Virginia. We're also seeing, I think, some good things about Sidney Taylor now coming off the bench and shooting well. Yeah, a couple of games where she came off the bench uh, and had just some a couple of phenomenal games. She's uh, Sidney Taylor's been uh, a real valuable asset to this team recently. Nyla Harris is consistently good, uh, I think Sydney is consistently good and occasionally brilliant. Um, so, I mean, a couple of really good assets to this team there. It's, it's a, this team is a team by committee, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, because you, you can look at uh, across the much of the, you know, common players in the lineup uh, that can all step up and have a really good game. Of course, Walls talked about this early in the season that he didn't know who was going to step up and have a good game from game to the game. Uh, starting to see it a little bit that, you know, you can count a little bit more on Sidney Taylor and Nyla Harris. And, uh, you know, you can count on Maurice Russell to come in and have good contributions, but not necessarily, you know, take over a game. You know, everybody's got their role there. And and, and I agree that that, that Nyla and Sidney are uh, two of the big, you know, big factors in starting to become more consistent than what we saw at the beginning of the year, which is good. We also kind of wondered after this, wow, how is this going to bear out and prove to be a a factor when FSU comes in here basically tied with us in standings, looking for a win, playing very, very good with six wins in their last seven games, and then almost with the unpredictability this team has had all year, we turned out one of our best efforts, especially on defense, and basically slapped the Knowles to the curb. Uh, Daryl had the write-up on this one, and, and i gotta, I got to say compliments to Daryl on finding Fred Jones for the Fred Report. <laughs> I had forgotten it. all about this guy, okay? Oh, man. I, was, I will admit I've been getting Thomas to help me a little bit, too. I had one in mind that <clears throat> I went to use, and... You know, we got out of there pretty late Thursday night, and um, 
I had been staring at a computer all day and I just could not for the life of me figure out how to save this image. So I've got one in the archives ready to pull the trigger. I just got to get it in there next time. Uh, one in the oven and one ready to go. Okay. Wait, wait a second. Why does Daryl get credit for Fred Jones? I use Fred Jones. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I've seen him there before. I did no. not. I, I do not recall that. Maybe I'm trying, I'm I was trying to find the game that I did it because I used him looking on in horror. Uh, not a smug that, that did take a little bit I had to search for a happy one and there's not many with that guy he looks confused a lot of the time it, it must have been one of the articles I missed case when I was at okay it's so, okay. yeah it's, Fred, just, Fred Jones it, it, is definitely the dumb blonde in the in the uh yeah group. I'm, yeah, I'm sure I've seen a few good ones that'll get repeated a few times, but I do have a few that I haven't seen yet, so I'm going to keep those tucked away. It was away. the Syracuse game that I that I used Probably. in in horror. Um, <laughs> I just found it again. Well, that was recently. Uh, uh, well, it's, yeah, I've been kind of well, uh, but uh, and then don't even go toward dumb lawns that brings back them my, my 20s. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, there were a couple of them that walked down the, the sidewalk. But, uh, yeah, so we come on out and we just tell us that, you know, Florida State, guess what? We're new. We're reborn. We've had a come to Jesus or a kumbaya moment. Yeah. Olivia used those words. That's what I was going to mention. Um, I know that coming into that game, I was not feeling too confident. I mean, I I thought that the cards could certainly be capable capable of getting a win, but I just thought it would be more of a – a fight or come down to the wire kind of thing, but it wasn't that at all. I mean, even the way it started, the cards come out, score eight, eight to nothing uh, in uh, like 75 seconds and Florida state calls timeout. Um, I mean, they just look like they had a purpose when they, after that tip, they want to tip. Olivia goes down there, gets two defenders off her feet and bang, puts it up and in. And, and I just think that the, this team is so consistent with their jumpers and their in, 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 the, in the paint that it's, I'm pretty confident that anytime they put it up, that they're going to get that ball in the basket. Um, I mean, in, in Florida against Florida State, the, the three wasn't even falling. There was just three threes in a row by Sidney Taylor, which you start to – that gave them a giant cushion in that second quarter. But after that, there was no threes. So uh, they were getting all their points basically in um, in from the field. So – uh, it was not what I expected. I was pleasantly surprised. And then in the post game, Olivia said, that, you know, she pulls her team to the side on Tuesday and without the coaches, they have a conversation. And I think I had a talk with this about, about this with either my coworker or one of you guys, I can't remember, but you never know what's going on outside the court for these players. And like we said, that February was a rough month. It was, it was, it was very tough like just in terms of every single opponent being one of the the best in the league and that wears you down. So Olivia calls everybody um, together. And I'm sure that I think it was Olivia said it was her Nyla and uh, maybe Marissa, just the players that had been here for a little bit and just welcoming these, these newer Cardinals again and saying, listen, if you got stuff going on, we want to hear about it. We don't like, don't keep that all on your shoulders. Like we're a team. We want to hear about it. And it was just really good. And they were just all smiles talking about it. So you can just see that it was beneficial for them and that they have bigger goals. They, they want to go far in the postseason again. That's why these players came here for a year. Um, and so it just means a lot that the players that are at Louisville and have been for years, they want that for their new teammates as well. That's a huge compliment to this team and their um, camaraderie together. And it was a contest where at the end of the first quarter, it was still close. Uh, I think we had a one-point lead maybe, and um, I'm, I'm kind of sitting there and, yeah. and looking at this and going, uh, well, uh, we had been told about this going to be a dogfight, and it certainly looks like it is one right now. And then all of a sudden in the second quarter, it's, it's, it's amazing. Olivia and Kiki just kind of take over this game. And we go on a 25-10 run to take a 43-26 halftime lead. Uh, and it, to close out the, the half, it was a 19-2 run, apparently. Yeah. I mean, what, yeah. What, 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 did, 
the did the fairy fly over the stadium and sprinkle the magic dust? I mean, you know, was there something in the water that we shouldn't know about? Golly, gosh! I mean, that was so much fun to watch. Well, I think one thing we can we can talk about here is to credit. I guess credit is the right word. Uh, FSU on having a very very quick offense, right? They didn't waste any time hoisting a shot up, right? So we talk about that eight zero open run opening run, you know, and Daryl, you shortchanged them. You said it was seventy five seconds. It was actually seventy three. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, that's right. You know, uh, but you know, eight zero in seventy three seconds. And here's the thing I'll point out about that: there, we didn't force any turnovers. Uh, our, our getting the ball back on each of those possessions were rebounds, right? Killer. FSU shot the ball that so quickly that we could get the ball out, do a run out, and get those eight eight points in 73 seconds. Uh, so, you know, FSU's running a super fast offense, hoisting up shots super fast, and, like, not hitting the broad side of the barn from the inside, you know? So thankfully uh you know the end of the game they had a, like a last second three-point shot at the end of the game to get their three-point percentage to 10 percent you know it was their their shooting was terrible some of that's our defense on it but uh yeah it was uh you know credit fsu for playing so fast that it made it a fast game overall which it's as you mentioned was a heck of a lot of fun to watch and and, and this was a team that had Timpson and Latson on it, two of the top scorers in the league, a team that was leading all other teams in the ACC in points scored per game. And we held them to 55 points. We held Timpson and Latson to 35 points. Uh, Jared well, based Ellison, on the pace yeah. of play, you can understand that. But yeah. they have to be able to hit shots to hit that pace And, and that was the whole thing. Either. Yeah, you take a look at it, Jeff. And yeah, the shot making wasn't there. You know, you had eight for yeah. 15, eight for 18. Uh, that, that's not going to win you any awards, but uh, just let's kind of yeah. take that around the table. We shut down their two big guns. And that, uh, to me, was just was pretty cool to see. Yeah, I mean, especially hey. in a game where you've, you've, or a season when we've talked about uh, defense being a major issue. Um, and we've had a number of games where it was the game plan is don't let these people beat you, and then Louisville has let them beat them. Um, so in this game, the game plan was don't let them beat you, and Louisville held them for the most part. Um, I think what else was important is um, we've seen Louisville kind of struggle to shut down uh, major players. And kind of like half-ass shutting them down, but also let the rest of the team go off. Uh, that didn't happen for Florida State. Um, you, we, we said eight of eighteen, eight of fifteen. The rest of the team was six of a whole lot of mental math that I'm not going to do <laughs> real quick. Uh, it, it was bad. They could not score at all. Um, but Louisville's defense was strong. They did a good job to to keep that in check, uh, which is not what we've seen, and it, and it is encouraging. Another thing is is they uh, talk about this team or Florida State being able to score almost eighty points a game, and besides that three pointer that they hit there at the end of the game, the Cards held them to like fifty ish points the whole game. I mean, I was just blown away by the numbers. It's, it's just like Case just said, the math and the mathing, just the amount of rebounds they were able to pull down just um, on a night where it wasn't free throw heavy, it wasn't three-point heavy, and they were able to win the way they were. Um, it's just really good to see. I mean, Florida State is not a, a bad team. They're right there in the middle of the pack in the ACC as well. So the way that the cards were able to come together and put on a – a game like that is promising because I, I mean, we've just seen so, this team in so many different ways this year. Um, that's the, that's the cards we want going into the postseason. And think of this number. We had more rebounds in 57 than they had points for the game. 
Mm. How many times do you see that one come up? Wow. We have rebounded them 57 to 32. I was blown away by the rebounding guys. Yeah. Nala was all over the place. Olivia was grabbing stuff right and left. You you had Nina Ricards and they were battling for stuff. It was it was an amazing effort. And then afterwards, when we were on our way to the post game, the uh, Olivia and Nyla both ran past us like there was another oh, quarter. Uh, 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 Nyla sprinted by us, Daryl, and I thought that she was going to put out a fire or something. I mean, that's what I said. Is there another quarter of basketball? Like what? And, and she wanted to get to that post game interview. <laughs> And she, and, and she wanted to talk and she, she, and she was like did. and nothing bad towards her like i love it it just shows how much energy and passion she has yeah. when she's in those post games she's screaming <laughs> yeah, she is i mean it's just it's like she's yelling across the alley at somebody you know who's putting out their trash and she's, <laughs> and she's just a sophomore it's just wow yeah. it's it, it, love Jared, to have a nyla harris that enthusiasm especially yeah. in the younger players because what it means is that they're not the ones that are looking toward the portal and they're not the ones that are looking for better situations that they're all in on this program jared great program. oh yeah absolutely i mean we already know olivia's coming back to louisville for her fifth year she's confirmed that that's a a big time return to have with that leadership and nyla her as you mentioned her energy and passion towards the this program indicates that she'll be staying as well. I don't haven't heard any reason that she'd consider leaving. Uh, Marissa coming back. I have to assume Marissa's going to stay here as well. She's very close with Olivia. I think she's happy playing that kind of that reserve player role and coming in when called upon and needed. Uh, I haven't heard much on some of the the younger players, but hopefully they are all enjoying their time here so far and would love to keep them uh, with the program. But yeah, just having those players who want to stay here and have those options to use a fifth year and choose to stay here versus try the transfer portals is big and it speaks volumes about the program and uh, their commitment and dedication to this team, the coaching staff, uh, and then the support they get from the fans. And, and I did link uh, both uh, interviews to the article. So if you want to go back to Cardinal Couple and, and, and hear those, I would definitely listen to the Cochran Harris interview again. That was so much fun. And uh, Wallace was actually in a good mood for most of that interview as well. He did his part, so. What did he say, Paul, when he came in? Must have been a win or must have been a, a ranked team or something? Oh, oh he saw C.L. Brown uh, sitting there. He's C.L. over there. Yeah. C.L. Brown, of course, you know, is a... Selective. He and Wallace are good friends, but he rarely shows up for games. And then to, to CL sitting there, Wallace always has to get his snark in and go, <laughs> wow, must have been a big contest of you here. Or, or must have been a good dinner menu. Yeah, like that, yeah. Oh, yeah, it must, must have been a great food menu, too. Which, I just know. came for the rolls, coach. <laughs> Actually, I didn't uh, yeah, I didn't think it was one of our finer outlays, but that's just me. The radio post game, they were talking about the cookies. So, Oh, well, the cookies are always, a, yeah, you know, I mean, that's yeah. standard. They're Apparently Nick Nick had a couple sitting there, and Walls was giving him grief about it. And then uh, Walls Walls goes off, and Courtney comes back, and apparently Courtney had like a box of them behind her laptop. And <laughs> Nick was like, "Well, you better be glad Walls didn't look behind your laptop. He's giving me grief about the cookies." It's like, <laughs> it's, it's it's and it is a phenomenon at halftime. I mean, there are guys who are literally sprinting there to get the best selections. I mean, yeah. I, guys, I go there a minute early so I could go to the bathroom and get, you know, the three cookies without being judged. <laughs> yeah, when I when I was alone on uh, the game against Virginia Tech, I was slightly slow to get back to, to the media room at halftime, and I, I didn't get any cookies. Yeah, oh, they, they go oh, fast. Yeah, yeah they, they are very high. You guys didn't warn me about how fast they go away. You just told me the cookies are there. So. <laughs> That's why when I grab three, I don't want anybody to see me. Yeah, and, and sometimes people will eyeball you. If the stock is getting low and, like, uh, I'll send Sony back to get three. One for her, one for me, one for Jerry Abramson, or my, my, my buddy there. And uh, Sometimes they'll give her the eyeball when she's got three in a napkin. But uh, you know what? Hey, you just got to move fast and, and don't look at anybody in the eye and just act like you've been here before. 
And, and I think we better talk about cookie management about next year too. Okay. I think we definitely need to address these things in the preseason. Uh, we need to get uh, the people in there who provide the meals. Such as such as disguising raisin cookies <laughs> to look like chocolate chip. Like this oh, is, there, yeah. this is why Nikki I don't Courtney trust people. Courtney commented about that. So apparently the, the cookies that Nick had there were the, the uh, oatmeal raisin. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, the the comment was, yeah, they're still there because they're oatmeal raisin. They're not chocolate yeah. chips. <laughs> I thought they were chocolate chips. This is why we can't trust people. Yeah, and this is so, why we course, can't have good things because they fool us like this all the time. You know? Of course, this, this is this is where also Courtney then outed walls as being a uh, a connoisseur of Oreos. So you stick it a sleeve of Oreos in front of him, they're going to be gone. <laughs> We've never seen who, Oreos. Who, in a who among us? Who among us could yeah, say right? they don't just house an entire it, package of Oreos when it, when they have fair. the opportunity? Fair. And, fair and, point. It, 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 how you eat them is really tells a lot too. I mean, do you take off that no. top chocolate layer no. and, and then eat the, the the filling and then no? No, I'm a Dunkin' Crunch kind of guy. Oh, that's mm. the way I ate them for years. I take that top layer off, eat the filling, and then put the two together like a double chocolate sandwich and eat that. Oh, well, that's the way it works. And that has a lot to do with Cardinal Athletics, too. Uh, will, we see, will we see cookies at softball this year? Lacrosse hasn't put any cookies out that I know of. And isn't it high time that they start doing these things? I, I think their budgets might be a little bit tighter. Yeah, I think it might be a kind of case where, yeah, uh, the money quite not there. Uh, but the, we also, you know, we can move into – uh, talking a little bit about the upcoming game real quickly, and then we'll get into a little softball. Uh, it's, it's laying it out in, in brass terms here. It's uh, Notre Dame. It's their senior game, and we're up there. Yeah, it's it's the first game of the ACC tournament for Louisville, effectively. <laughs> if you if you win, yes. you get the double buy, and if you don't, you don't. Like yeah. there's. I hope he. I hope Walls uses that. I like that. Because I mean, they're tied with Notre Dame and NC State. So if you lose to Notre Dame, then they're ahead of you. And if you lose to Notre Dame and NC State loses, they're still ahead of you because they, and, they won and the one-on-one. On one. NC State's playing Wake Forest. Yeah, they're not going to lose. Exactly. So like, it's a win and in yeah. situation where in is the double buy, which is, is yeah. invaluable, especially if one of your issues has been that your team is flagging late in the year. Uh, and could use an extra day of rest. And, and just Basically, to remind you, have... if, if you are listening, and I'll get this in real quick, we are yeah. going to run the ACC Pick'em as well as the NCAA Pick'em again this year. Uh, confirmed that with Jared the other night. And I'll be, uh, I'm pretty sure I can get the Subway card again uh, as a, a giveaway. I'm kind of working on angles for getting a second one. Uh, I lost my contact to Cracker Barrel. So that's kind of sad, but uh, might work on the new manager and see what he'll do. If anybody has any other ideas or suggestions out here in our group, or if you're listening, give me an idea. Uh, I'm looking for a nice $25 gift card for two tournaments. So, uh, winner gets a date with Sonya. When, no, winner gets a date with, 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 not, not with Sonya. Hell no. She'll, <laughs> she'll go through $50 and then, and, you know, the hors d'oeuvres. Uh, you don't want that on your shoulder. Uh, how about with Katie? I mean, she's cute. She's young. Yeah. I think it's a better offer. The poor girl's busier than I am. Trending very strangely. Let's move yeah. On to yeah. <laughs> Is this a, or, or maybe a one-on-one with Daryl for like you know an hour? Oh, you know, I like I to stay you, home. I told you it's trending strangely. We didn't. I couldn't recover it. I'm sorry, Daryl. I tried. Yeah, I, I, I really. I, I gave it my you best tried. effort. I tried. I know. I know. <laughs> Talk sports and drink bourbon with Daryl. I think it's a great idea, and I'm going to I'm going to see you make this come true. We have, we have Thomas standing by to drive you home. Don't worry. <laughs> you, you can have a, an hour with Daryl, drinking bourbon and talking sports. Or still talking still not working, Case. Talking bourbon up. and drinking sports. Up. Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, so uh, looking at softball here, uh, kind of a, a toughie for the cards here. You know, they, uh, uh, they're they having a great season, 
until unfortunately yesterday when uh well let's face it you know they went down there they they played two teams that i thought probably beatable you know uh, unfortunately usf said hey guess what uh we're pretty good and we're going to take it to you and villanova said uh you know what? We got some stuff to pay you guys back from past years, so we're going to put some runs on you. Uh, you had the write-up on a case. Uh, what happened here? Yeah, um, just kind of some early offensive uh, or early defensive blunders and, and pitching mistakes, and uh, the offense just couldn't keep up uh, against against Villanova. Louisville had every opportunity. You know, they tied it back uh, in the third inning. Um, to kind of restart the game at 2-2 and then just let it slip away again. Um, it's tough, I think, to insert Brooke Gray into um, the tight spots that she's been put into. We've seen her do a good job with those. Um, she, did, she did so with Villan uh, when she got put in the game against Villanova early, but we've also seen her kind of immediately, um, maybe the adrenaline's too high, maybe she gets overamped for when she comes in because we've seen kind of time and time again um, and saw it in this one where after getting out of a jam, she might have a bit of a head scratcher in the next inning, which is what happened. Um, she was credited with three runs uh, against Villanova, um, left the bases loaded for Gabby Holloway, who then came in and did a good job to almost get out of a jam. <laughs> Um, and then a single score, two runs, and you know it, it was unfortunate. Um, Louisville's offense was there. You know they scored four runs. Four runs will win you games a lot of the time. Um, it is among the the fewer amount of runs that they've scored in a game. But uh, the game against Villanova, I think you just you move on and say you know that was what it was. Then you move on to the USF game uh, later in the afternoon, and again give up a three spot in the first inning and they could never recover. Uh, for the most part, Louisville's offense was silent uh, in this one. Started off the third with uh, a good threat, uh, only able to score one run. Um, came down to it in the bottom of the seventh head. Runners on second and third, nobody out. Uh, had the bases loaded, one out. Scored no runs. Lose the game one to three. So it's tough. Uh, USF entered, the, entered that game 12-5. The Villanova one, a little bit more unfortunate. They entered the game uh, four and something. I don't have it right in front of me again. Um, so you would have liked to to have won that one uh, without much um, without much to you say. <laughs> have a interesting kind of thing about what happened in each of these games. You had Alyssa Zabala not picking up the ball to start either. Uh, Sambu got to start in the second game uh, kind of a tough outing for her uh, and, and Jared helped me on this Izzy Harrison who we got from Kentucky is that right? Yes Yes. Uh, got to start in the first game so uh, uh, not maybe not ready for primetime players or whatever terminology you want to use we're out there in a circle where we've been getting a, you know Viva Zavala all season long destroying teams uh, some teams kind of jumped on girls that don't throw a lot for us. Yeah, it was only Harrison's second start uh, of the season. And like I said, against Villanova, you kind of expect, you know, let's give um, let's give Gray, let's give Zabala, uh, let's give Holloway breaks um, from starting so that we can utilize them later. I don't fully understand not starting Zabala against USF. It's going to be the best team you play all weekend. You're playing them in the first game. Um, and on our home home field. Yeah, I, I, I don't grasp uh, fully the the decision there. But, you know, Boo gave up the three runs, uh, but then she finished uh, the next two innings, only gave up one hit. Uh, Zabala went on to only give up one hit and a walk. So the pitching was decent for the remaining five innings. <laughs> it was just the first one. Oh, that, da that, damage was done. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Damage was done. So uh, the cards will... Bounce, try to bounce back on it a little bit today. See if they can get off that kind of 
losing streak a little bit. Uh, you know, we're still at 13 and 4. This isn't a bad record. This is a good team. Uh, I think they play at 130 today to see what happens. And I would be very surprised if Mr. Bala does not get out there and see the start and see a lot of time on the circle. You know, but, I think for me, it's just avoid the streaks. You're on a two game losing streak. Let's end it there. Uh, it all, I, I just, you know, you went from one and two losses to now you're at four. So just don't let it go in the wrong direction. Yeah, I think yeah. all about the long season, you're going to have some losses in there. Sure. They're not catastrophic. It's it's not like a, you know, a little bit more like a basketball season where you get a loss and it's like you, you really have to look closely at it. It's like, yeah, okay, you took a loss, you go on. Yeah, 13-4 and four is not anything to cry and moan about. It's a right. very good record. Yeah. And I'm sure Holly's happy about it if Holly were making comments. That's another thing. But I won't get into that on, on this broadcast. Uh Let's just hope they can go out today and get a nice W. And I think something important about this game uh, coming up against Georgia Southern. You know, Georgia Southern has a, a sparkling record. They're twelve and three. Um, they're on an eight-game win streak, which includes beating USF in the late game last night, seven to three. But you know, they they don't have wins against teams that are um, that are scaring you. Uh, they lost in their first game against UMass. Um, then they beat Merrimack, UMass, Radford, lost to College of Charleston, um, got smoked by Florida. And then they've got wins over Mercer, Purdue, Fort Wayne, Presbyterian, Central Michigan. So that win against USF is interesting, but this is a game... Sorry, go ahead. You can say the same thing about our schedule. Too. That's true. It's true, but, yeah. but, but what I'm getting at is, you know, they've got a good record, and so it's not like you're going to go up against a team that is just... Well, yeah, we should definitely win this game. So if we win, it's not going to boost our confidence at all. You know, maybe you should definitely win this game. Um, but if you do, then you're going to say, "Hey, cool, we ended their win streak. We got off our skid. Um, get some, get some bounce back in your step before the the second game against USF." And and like Daryl said, avoid streaks, um, negative streaks. That is, you want to go on win streaks. <laughs> yeah, that's the key. That is the key. <laughs> Also, we uh, we might want to get in here before we do close up. The lacrosse is in action today. They are going to head on up and play the Panthers of Pittsburgh, a uh, school that hasn't really had a lot of success against Louisville. hadn't had a lot of success this season. They're two and three, like the Cards. They haven't. Uh, uh, come out with the greatest of starts you have to kind of wonder about uh, some of the things that uh, happened to them in their 19-3 loss to top-ranked Boston College but uh, you know that was last week and who's to say Boston College won't do the same to us that's a daggone good lacrosse team right there mm -hmm. but uh, we'll see what happens with it uh, I think ACC Network Extra on this one if you want to see the fortunes of Teeter and his squad. Uh, Jared, uh, you know, we had talked with Kennedy a little bit the other night on that, and I think she's encouraged about what's going to happen with this lacrosse team, and I think Teeter is as well. Yeah, you got one of the top goalkeepers in the country. She leads the NCAA in number of saves right now, which is great. It's nice to have somebody back there who you know is going to have a high save percentage and get a lot of saves. But you also have to look at it from the viewpoint of why is our defense allowing so many shots in the first place? Yeah. And that's where the concern has been so far this season and in past seasons is the defense, especially later in the shot clock, just falls apart and really uh, has a lot of breakdowns uh, that they shouldn't be having. Offensively, I think it's fine. You've got plenty of scores. We've talked about that before. And Nicole Peroni continues her school record scoring streak. Uh, I think she's... Somewhere into the, the 40, 40s now. For 43, maybe 44. I mean, she continues to score. Nakazawa's sisters are there. Allegra Catalano's back. Tiffany Natoli's back. All sorts of offensive scores that if somebody's having an off game, there's plenty that can fill in. So no worries there. It's just defensively, you've got to figure that out and somehow uh, get a lockdown defense going because that's been part of the downfall in recent years. This one up at Pittsburgh, and uh, 
a little bit of trivia information there. Years ago, when we used to go up to watch Cardinal football play at Pittsburgh, we were tailgating on where the lacrosse stadium is now. Mm. So how about that? In fact, we threw a grill into the Ohio River one time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, uh, yeah. There might have been alcohol involved. I'm not sure. Gee, thank you. We've come, we've come full circle. Things, <laughs> things ending up in the Ohio River that are food related and shouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a wonder it didn't wash up and I got fined for it. But you know, anyway, uh, no, it's... <clears throat> but let's go ahead and uh, we've had a great show here. Let's go ahead and move into some final thoughts. I think and get that going. Uh, go ahead and uh, we'll start it out with Case. Yeah, I wanted to give a shout out. I know it's coming up later in the week, um, but looking at the track and field team, um, getting some representatives into the the NCAA championships, uh, especially shout out to Jaden Ulrich, um, who is going to represent Louisville for uh, the first time, but her second time in a row uh, qualifying for the NCAA indoor championships. Uh, She took gold in the shot put at the ACC championships uh, and is going to be trying to do the same at the NCAA so uh, good luck to her and and shout out to the rest of the team who who had decent results at the ACC event um, but unfortunately couldn't couldn't qualify for NCAA absolutely so uh, Daryl what you got for us here I'm just thinking about the ACC tournament for women's basketball, thinking about um, the cards going up to South Bend tomorrow to get, hopefully, another win under their belt and get um, that double buy. It's just been crazy in uh, the ACC this last couple of weeks, just watching the season unfold. Um, I was double-checking to see who is going to be um, – who they're going to be celebrating up in – South Bend for Senior Day. I was hoping it was going to be Sonia Sidtron. I'm so tired of seeing her, but unfortunately, she's, <laughs> no, such, she's uh, still a junior. I uh, would love to ruin her Senior Day, but we'll wait till next year to do that, I guess. No, but still, well, hopefully, ruin their Senior Day tomorrow. Yeah, it's just uh, we're kind of in the same shoes Florida State was. You know, you're at somebody's house on Senior Day, and let's hope it doesn't turn out with the same results. Yeah, and I think I think Stiftron is. She's been there eight years. Come on, you know. Move on. I mean, come on. Yeah, she's. Don't you have anything better to do to play college basketball? <laughs> she owns property. She's got a forty-hour-a-week job somewhere, and she just comes in to play basketball. It does feel like she's been there for a while, but she's it, really the, uh, the same yeah. class as Olivia Miles. She is oh, a true she's junior right now. Right? I mean, she hasn't been there as long as Elizabeth Kitley's been in Virginia Tech. <laughs> well, well Kitley, I mean, when, when they started the program, Kitley was there with, you know. Like, yeah. Uh, okay, can I come, come play ball? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another one. Uh, yeah, final thoughts, sir. Uh, volleyball picks up somebody out of the portal. Uh, they, I, I hadn't thought that the program was looking into the portal too much this year uh, because it's got a relatively complete team still, uh, but uh, picked up. Um, her name is Sofia Maldonado Diaz, and I'm not exactly sure on the pronunciation on that. Uh, she is Mexican, um, but uh, out of she's been playing in Arizona, she'll have one year with us. She is a uh, pin hitter, both left side and right side. I presume here she'll mostly be hitting right side. She may kind of push Reese Robbins out of that starting spot, uh, let Reese develop another year. Uh, before she really takes over that right side hitter role in earnest. So um, that would be my guess of what will happen here. So, but uh, you know, uh, a lot of really talented people in a lot of really talented positions. So there's a lot of options on, on how to move people around and do things. So tell me Anna DeBeer's coming back for a COVID year. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we do that. Uh, Debo's back. PK's back. Oh, yeah. Basically, the only player that, that played significant amount of time on the court that we're losing is Ico Jones. Everybody else is back. This is going to be a fun, fun, fun thing to watch. It is going to be a fun year. And, it's, and this is the year for it, uh, particularly when you think that the NCAA tournament run for this team, presuming they play well enough in the regular season to get a top four seed in the tournament, it, every bit of it will be in the KFC Young Center. Yeah, buddy. 
that could including be the final four. Fun, fun, fun. Looking yeah. forward to that. Hey, Jerry, what you got for me, man? Uh, hoping, just hoping softball and lacrosse can uh, get back on the right track and find some wins today or slash this weekend. I know they're both coming off of some losses and uh, some disappointing losses in there. Uh, season's still young for both of them, so plenty of time to figure things out uh, and get back where they want to be. There is always time, and let's hope that the time is now in that case. Absolutely. I agree with you there. For me, uh, just some, some kind of quick final thoughts here. Really enjoyed getting a chance to uh, talk to one of the uh, graduate students. That is, uh, is it the SPAD program there in Jared? Is that what it is? Kennedy's in the SPAD program, yes. Yeah, uh, in Kennedy. Yeah, she was it's just so nice and so helpful and, and somewhat informative, uh, certainly giving us some insights and things too. And, 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 and not kind of showing any attitude or airs or anything, but just sitting down and, and having a frank and just down to earth talk with us. It was so fun to see that. And uh, I, I know there's a little concern there about uh, what she is thinking as far as what's going to happen to her after she's done with the program. But I can certainly say that uh, any athletic program that would bring her on board would be doing themselves a justice. And I think you could agree with me on that, Jared. Yeah, absolutely. She's uh... – from a lacrosse standpoint, she's pretty much running the show this year, but she's been heavily involved with a lot of our other sports, such as women's basketball, uh, field hockey, women's soccer, uh, done a phenomenal job. So a shout-out to her, and uh, we, we may do something we haven't done in a long time. Maybe we'll see if we can get her on air once. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Anyway, we want to thank you for being on the air with us today and listening to the show, and we'll be out there covering it again all next week. We hope to catch you next week on here as well. Thanks for listening today and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to give us a rating or review and subscribe to the show in your podcast player of choice. We're available on all of the major podcast players. And be sure to check out the site at cardinalcouple.com for the daily column bringing you the joy and excitement of mobile women's athletics.